This is the Ignition Show, an after-show edition. Hello everyone, welcome to or welcome back to the Ignition Show. I'm Chris Jansen, host of the Ignition Show, and today is what we call our after show. It's a special episode where we look back at the most recent interview and pull it apart to see how the ideas have impacted us. Us, by the way, refers to my wife and business partner, Sarah and I. We're learning too, and not only have we created this podcast to help provoke, inspire, and fuel your greatness, but hey, we're on our own journey, and we want to learn and grow as individuals and as a couple, and we're human too. We have days and moments when we're crushing it, and plenty of moments when we're feeling crushed, and we're not at our best. So the After Show episodes are here to deepen the learning, to speed the implementation of the ideas, and ultimately to master the achievement of your greatest dreams in order to live an extraordinary life just the way you want it. We're excited to be on this journey with you side by side, moving forward with the entire Ignition Show community. Today, in this episode, Sarah and I are going to discuss what we learned and what stood out for us in the episode, Living with Purpose with Gary LeBlanc. We'd love to hear what stood out for you too, so please go to our Facebook group and join if you haven't yet, and let us know what you heard from Gary that impacted you. It's time to ignite that spark within you, so let's get to the show. So as you know, I take lots of notes when I do these interviews because I'm learning myself, and the one comment that Gary said that rose above all others from me and we kind of said it in passing, was we were talking, he was talking about his desire to grow. And the statement he had was, I want to grow in the values I profess to have. So I thought that was really interesting too. And it's not just grow in my values, because that alone would be an interesting statement. We've worked a lot on our values and, and identifying them, prioritizing them, aligning them with each other. So I'm familiar with that and that alone, growing in your values. But the idea of profess to have kind of implies that you've consciously decided on them, but you're not necessarily living them yet. Or living them fully. Completely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I even, I even thought that the grow in my values was an interesting way of looking at it. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we often talk about growth and this whole podcast is about helping people grow. But even when, even when I look at it through that lens that Gary brought up, it's like, well, yeah, I guess if you talk about growing, it's kind of like saying I want to be healthy. And leaving it at that. It's like it's so wide and what does that actually mean? But growing in your values can bring a much more focused, I don't know, intention or maybe plan to how you want to grow. And I think that's a really interesting thought. I'd love to hear what other listeners uh, or our community thinks about that. Um, and I agree with you. The, the profess to have, there's like almost like a self-admission that you recognize your some of them, you're probably not fully living them. Yeah. Especially when you want to change your values. Yeah. And values is such a fundamental part of living in alignment and owning your power and going clear on where you want to go in life that um, it's often a very, very rich area. And um, it made me wonder. It made me think about how do I want to grow this year? And am I, am I looking at that through the lens of my values? And it, I, I know that it will shape how I, what goals, what goals I and we have and, and how I structure my weeks that I'm growing in my values. There were a few things that Gary said during this interview that made me really reflect on hmm, how are we doing it or actually made me reflect on how that's showing up in my life. And I just listening to his experience, I became really humble in my own experience. Mm. And I think 
the one thing that that um that stood out for me was he talked about his weekly unskillful journal mm. where he would reflect at the end of every week he would reflect on okay from last week or the week that just passed where was i least skillful in in the things that i'm focusing on you know where did i goof up where was i judgmental i mean this was his example where was i judgmental or where did i lack compassion and then he takes himself through this five-step process of you know what was the incident what triggered me is it a recurring trigger what's the opportunity cost how can i learn from this and what's my call to action like how can i improve and i started thinking about where i've tried to make conscious growth in my life mm -hmm. and you know i'll journal about it and but to take that rigor at at the end of every week and to be brutally honest with yourself I became really humble in my own experiences and I'm like, I don't know if I could do that every week. What do you think I, would happen if you did? Oh, I'd for sure improve. <laughs> <laughs> I would, well, one, I think I would become more aware of just how that's showing up. And he mentioned that as well, that he's, he's gone from a place where things would pass by to a place now where he's at least, he's not perfect, nor is that necessarily the goal but he's much more aware of when he does stumble in a place that he wants to improve so yeah no but i i don't know if i'm ready for that it's like it's an it's so admirable to think of doing that every week and be like okay where did i where did i screw up the most this week and to have that um brutally honest conversation with yourself and then dissect it at that level of scrutiny, it's just impressive. It is impressive. And and maybe, like he talked about in the session on one of the comments I made about reframing it. And, and like in the example I gave about feedback in the workshops, right? It's about what if you looked at it as I want to find the criticism, right? So so again, it's all about reframing. And I'm, I know you're just kind of speaking off the top of your head right now, but it's not about, I, I would see it not as, looking back and saying, how did I screw up this week? It's more about like, yeah, where was I in school for? Where was I not at my best? Mm. And, and when you quickly go to, following his five steps, quickly go to what can I learn here? And uh, what's what's the call to action for me? Like, I think, yeah, the, I would imagine that there is some radical honesty that's required there, but it can be liberating. Absolutely. And it was interesting hearing both of your perspectives on that and in, I, one of you said, um, you know, you get to a point where you're seeking criticism or seeking that feed, that negative feedback. And again, that was one of those moments that humbled me because so often we're seeking feedback or I'll speak for myself, you know, I'll seek feedback, but it's more for validation that I'm on the right track or I'm doing something right or, you know, um, to build on the momentum. And it's a different... Um, for me, it's shifting my, my brain, shifting, just shifting my perspective, absolutely giving it distance or whether it's time, geography, you know, yeah. perspective allows you to receive that negative feedback or that criticism and take it as a, um, as a, you know, something that will help you. Yeah. But for me, that makes, that takes a conscious shift because 
in reality, my go-to looking for feedback is looking for validation. Mm. So it was interesting to be like, oh, you know what? Maybe that's that's an area where I can make a conscious shift uh, more often, looking, seeking that criticism in order to improve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's so much there's so much depth there, um, and I like how Gary, uh, you know, on that on that note, it's uh, being in the tension. Yeah, that was, was an interesting a, play on a, words. It was very interesting. I know we talked about that in the episode, but uh, self awareness is it's like what am I what did I write down here? It's like uh, <laughs> through the tension, see the noise, mm. and and they can leak a lot of their own power. And I think um, in the in the in the theme of finding purpose, as we were talking about earlier, is that you know purpose isn't something you stumble upon brand new. Right. It's always linking back through experiences and well, mostly through experiences, experiences, beliefs, impact that you want to have, and it can be a very amorphous thing for someone to say like I want to find my purpose. I think there's a lot of pressure on, um, on on the younger generation. Well, on anyone, but especially you feel it more when you're young because you don't even have that experience to know what your purpose is. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And where the old the old um, advice used to be: get a go to get a good education, get a good job, and you'll be set. That's totally you know outdated now, and so people know that it's not just about getting a job. So let's find something that's aligned to my purpose and I don't have enough life experience to know what it is. So it's a, it can be a bit of a empty, empty vacuum to that people sit in and it's really hard to find that direction. For sure. And I remember you and I went to um, a panel discussion, I don't know, a couple of years ago. And it was the first time I'd heard someone say it this way, but it so resonated is that your mess is your message. Your mess is your message. Yes. So your mess is your message. And meaning it's where you have stumbled in life or where you've struggled in life that becomes what your purpose, often becomes what your purpose is later in life. Mm -hmm. So you hear a lot of people on stage or these thought leaders, um, all these people that we look to for, for mentorship, whether they don't know who we are, but you know, they're we consider them our our mentors and you think of them as having all the sage advice and wisdom but it often comes from major life overhauls or you know rock bottoms or places that they've struggled and therefore they don't want to they don't want that to happen for others yes they've dissected it they've they've come to some healthy conclusions and and know how to get out of that situation and then they want to help others and it was interesting to hear him, to hear Gary say the same thing. It's that he had, you asked him about his trifecta of blessings, and it comes from childhood trauma. He didn't describe it as trauma, but it, you know, being picked on in school or, you know, having a stutter, having big ears, all of these things, that's been part of his struggle that's helped him um, define his purpose later on. Well, I love what you said in there about making a healthy, uh, healthy conclusion, because we always come to a conclusion, right. especially in our struggle. We come to a conclusion, right. and if the struggles happen earlier in life, 
often the conclusion that you come to without ever challenging it is a unhealthy or dysfunctional or very limiting conclusion. You can. Especially when, it, yeah, especially when there's been, let's say, a, a failure or a setback or um, other people are telling you in some way, like Gary experienced, that you're not the right, you're not right, you're not enough, you're not whatever, right? Um, and I think a big part of personal growth, a big, big part, is challenging the beliefs and the assumptions that you've made along your journey, especially those that haven't served you. It doesn't mean you can change the situation, but even him calling them his trifecta of blessings. Mm. He says that with a bit of tongue-in-cheek. I'm sure it didn't feel like blessings at the time, but the there's, a, there's an art form uh, there's an art to to um, telling yourself a different story, and even if it makes you smile or laugh about the um, most challenging situations in your life, that's actually a pretty cool thing to be able to do, because it will actually change the way your brain wires and fires. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, the adversities can be a blessing. So I would I would encourage anyone who's listening to this to think of some of the challenges that you've had, if you've only been seeing it as a curse, then uh, it's time to start to look at what could, what else could it mean? Well, that was one of the biggest things I took away from um, Date with Destiny and Tony Robbins is when I came away from that week and, you know, it's so simple, but Tony says, you know, life is happening for you, not to you. And just reframing all of those things that I've gone through in life and that we all go through in, in different ways, but reframing them as, okay, what can I learn from, what can I learn from this? Or how did this take me to the next step in my life? How did that shift the direction of my life that brought greatness or goodness or whatever it was? Mm. And I, I think that's, that's part of Gary's message as well. It's like he he talks about the trifecta of blessings or or seeking those struggles because those struggles are a blessing. And it's the same thing as Tony says, it's like um, life is happening for you. And we've talked about that a lot, even as we're going through the struggle, which for me has been that next level of consciousness. It's one thing to look back on your life and be like, okay, those are how can I reframe those past traumas? either childhood traumas or traumatic events in my in my life but you and I have done that even in the past few years when we're struggling with something that's beyond our control or it doesn't feel like it's within our control is taking a moment to stop and say okay how is this happening for us mm. and it's completely reshaped how I deal with it and deal with those challenges and it it almost makes me relax into it mm. and allow it to happen because even if I don't know what the lesson is yet, I trust that there is a lesson. Mm. And it just makes the whole experience easier. Not easy, but easier to deal with. Well, that comes back to your earlier comment about what Gary talks about as weekly unskillful reflection. And it's a great one to say, you know, if you, if you experience some challenge or setbacks or, or even trauma, um, <clears throat> And you're only seeing the negative downside, the fear, the what the negative impact it's going to have for the rest of your life. Um, you absolutely owe it to yourself to force yourself to look at what else could it mean. And 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 if you're being unskillful in coming to a healthy conclusion, 
then it's time to do some work. Mm. It's, it really is time to do some work, and it's a great way to work through his five points. And I would say oftentimes, especially if, it's, if you're new to this process, it helps to have someone else to bounce that idea off yes, of. Yes. Whether it's a coach or a friend or family member that you trust to not be judgmental and is there to help you, I find it really helpful to be like, okay, this is how I'm perceiving things. Help me see another way to look at this situation because it's not always clear in the moment. I totally agree with that. The one thing I would say as a piece of advice to, again, to anyone listening is if you're going to choose a friend that you trust really well, choose the right friend Yes. because some friends can be overly empathetic or overly compassionate. When you're looking for someone to help you see from a different perspective, some, some friends aren't skillful in helping you see through a different situation, see the situation differently. And they can actually make it seem worse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So choose, choose your friend wisely as to who you share that with. And, uh, um, and again, maybe uh, if you're listening to this, then maybe our community online is a great place to, to go to throw out the question, to get some independent people who come at it without any judgment. And, and you never know. You never know where the insight of new way of looking at it um will come from for sure and i think that takes me to the the other um piece from the interview that i i was you know really scribbling notes from was it's gotten to the point where gary has now act, he's actively seeking those challenges or those struggles now i don't necessarily relate to the word struggle for me that um that brings up the idea of pain or victimhood or things like that. But challenge is another way I can look at it. And he's gotten to the point where he's actively seeking challenges in his life or ways, ways that are going to make him think a different way or act a different way or just be really uncomfortable, create that friction in his life. And that is something I can relate to and I also really admire mm. because it... It's really difficult to do. It's so easy to get comfortable in life, whether it's our job, our relationship, our our family, our social social network, or just how or health, you know, all of these different things. It's so easy to get complacent or comfortable in our life, and it's I I find it admirable to really seek those challenges and and move beyond that comfort level to create discomfort in order to consciously grow, knowing that you're going to grow, not necessarily knowing how you're going to grow from it, but putting yourself in those situations in order to grow. Yeah. Yeah, I love the idea of actively seeking challenges. Um, for me, that's shown up a lot of my life and the physical challenge, give me a new sporting competition to go pursue. And whenever I do that, I know I'm growing, I show up in, show up in better ways in every aspect. Um, and I think when you talk about self-awareness and self-growth, um, um, there's so many gems in, in this conversation with Gary of really practical things to ways to challenge your own self-awareness, challenge your beliefs, challenge your, uh, the noise and what you've set in the environment that you set up around you, challenge how you're growing in your own values. Um, and I think if anyone is, you know, again, in the theme of the conversation, if you're looking to find more of your purpose, you've got to chat if you're and you're stuck, you don't really know, you're feeling a bit, not aim, could be aimless, but it could be like, I'm just stuck, I don't know where to begin. It's time to challenge some of your thoughts. And um, like you said, Sarah, that um, 
the fastest way to do that is to work with someone or to conspire with someone outside of you to whether it's a coach or friend or family member, whatever, to help you navigate that. Yeah. Or, or put yourself in a new situation. Like I look back at my teen years and I did a bunch of, um, uh, high school foreign exchanges. So I lived in Europe for three months when I was 15, then that wasn't enough. So I lived in Finland for a year when I was 18. And I look back now and that was a way for me to be actively challenging myself. And it's really interesting because I look back now and I still use a moment in time in Finland as my reference point. Like when things are getting hard mm. or if I have to speak in front of people, I'm like, no, wait. At the end of that year, I gave a 10 minute speech in Finnish, which I can't even remember any, I could remember maybe five words in Finnish now after living there for a year. But I gave a speech in Finnish to a group of Rotarians, that was who sponsored me over, over there. So a group of businessmen uh, about my experience in, in Finland over the past year. And I still think back to that moment. I'm like, oh, if I could do that, this is a piece of cake. Like mm. what's, what does it take to speak English in front of a, you know, in front of a bunch of peers? Yes, yes. Granted that it's 20 of them, like that's nothing compared to what I did. So I look back and I, I think, oh, you know, it's sometimes it's time to re-challenge myself in, in different ways because it always gives you that benchmark that then you can look back and say, oh, well, this is now a piece of cake. If I, if I did that, and I know you have those examples from Ironman, you know, your ultra marathons, like if you can do that mm. and train for it for how many months, this, this new challenge is a piece of cake. We are always more capable than we think we think we are. We can always do more than we think we are. And, um, you know, you learn something new every day. I just learned something about my wife, that she can speak Finnish. Well, <laughs> we're going to have to stop this recording and have that conversation another time. Uh, it was a great interview, and it's worthwhile listening to it because there were so many gems. We haven't even touched on half of them. There are so many gems that, that Gary has brought to his business and to his life and, and to finding purpose. Um, yeah. Well done. So make sure you listen to, if you haven't listened to it yet, make sure you listen to it and share your learnings, what you learned from the conversation with us on our Facebook group or our website. So there you have it, our after show edition, following the interview with Gary LeBlanc on Finding Purpose. As always, if you like what you hear, subscribe, rate the show, or leave a review in iTunes. It helps others find us and helps us get better. We actually read every single review and comment that comes through iTunes, Facebook, and our website and respond to as many people as we can. We especially love hearing your real live voice. And you can leave comments and questions for us to include in future episodes as an audio message by going to theignitionshow.com slash connect. That's theignitionshow.com slash connect. And we really love to build a community around you and your questions. And remember... Whatever you dream of, whatever you hope for and secretly wish you had, you're closer than you think you are, you're meant to have it, and you absolutely deserve it. Until next time, I'm Chris Jansen, and this is The Ignition Show.